Are you ready to get your fantasy on? Here's show us your TDs. It's growing time. Let's go. Welcome back to show us your TDs. It's getting colder outside. Noah's coming. Things are freezing. Buffalo's playing a home game in Detroit. Ew, gross. Yeah. And me and Milk are sitting in our cozy houses, ready to talk football. So, that being said, Melky, how you doing, buddy? Hey, yo. It's your oh-so-good Melky beverage. He's happier than a nerd downloading porn on an old-school dial-up internet. What? And, of course, you'll find out why shortly. We don't hide shit on this show. Because this is an emotional podcast, so everything is revealed. Plus, we are in a festive. In, plus, we are in the festive season. Had our first snowfall, and it's exciting. Goobs, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, all right. Yeah, you said festive, festive season. I think Christmas is like probably one of my favorite seasons. I don't know why, but I just I enjoy the colors. I enjoy, I I kind of enjoy snow. I mean, snow days are great. So, who wants to work, right? Uh, that's true. And when you work outside, man, and the snow comes and it's too much snow, they tell you to go home. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so. No, I love this season. It's a good season to have. All right. Well, okay. let's go to our fantasy seasons and let's go with the fantasy football recap. Scooby. How's it going? Pretty well. <laughs> and I know it's going well for you, too. So why don't you kick us kick us off? with your week 10 outcome i mean is it is it going really well for me uh, I, I guess so i mean 164 to 96 defeating the other half of family gate Ooh, yeah. five in a row i mean i'm sitting i'm sitting pretty over here i'm enjoying this couple shout outs to a tug of aloha 32 points Yes, I'm still concerned that this man is one hit away from never playing football again in his life. Hence why I have uh, did the Kirk Cousins trade. Uh, but right now, you the man. You're on a bye week next week, so you'll be uh, obviously on the bench. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 14 points. Uh, CD Lamb, 32 points. Putting a show on. I love it. Uh, Tony Pollard, 20 points. And a man that you called out last week. Mm -hmm. I think you said he was going to be a bust. Did you not? Yeah, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> oh, sorry. Where, where am I going with this then? You're going with the tight end out of Chicago. I am going with Cole Komet putting up 21 points. Melky, I got a question for you. What's up? And I want a non-biased opinion. I never give biased opinions. Are you fucking kidding me? 
bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Do I make the finals again three times in a row? It's too early to say. Yes, you're on a roll, but you have to remember what goes up must come down. Just like the Philadelphia Eagles. But we'll tell you later on in this show. Okay, okay. But as it looks, as it as as my team is progressing. You have a very strong possibility of getting a buy. How's that? I like that. I like that. Because, okay. because I think Kevin's team is one injury away from possibly missing the playoffs. Oh, for sure. I mean, a, a bunch of people are. I mean, I just lost Juju, I don't know for how long, probably maybe a week or two. Um, but with uh, Terry McLaurin as my backup, I'm not too worried about that. You're welcome. Um, I mean, I, I would have preferred A.J. Brown, but <laughs> I needed that uh, safety blanket in Kirk Cousins not and for the week. bye week. Not last week. <laughs> no, not last week. But uh, anyways... I did well. Melky, how did you do? I did great. I defeated Adam's team 127.45 to 120.85. And Goobs, you called it. If I were to win, it would be by five to seven points. You said five, but it was in that realm. And boy, howdy, this was a close matchup. This was something I needed. It was a roller coaster ride of emotions. My heart was beating faster than a male porn star jerking it. Wait, what? I still have life now. You were wrong because you did say I was going to lose, but I prevailed. Now, because I won, I do my three stars of the week, and I'm going to tell you who they are Christian McCaffrey at number three, 15.70 points. Now, I'm a little worried that Shanahan is giving Mitchell and McCaffrey the same amount of snaps. It should not be that way. You have a generational running back in McCaffrey who can do everything. Yeah. And you're splitting the carries with him and Mitchell. Dumb move. Fucking stupid. Knock it off. Number two, Dak Prescott. Now, he would have been number one if he didn't throw two picks, but he did in (laughs) Dak form. So he had 29.85 points. I'll still take that. But, bro, you need to take care of the ball better, especially in the red zone. And number one, Gooby, man, you and I shit on all the time. I think you shit on the most. Of course I do. That that contract is absolutely horrific. (laughs) It is Christian Kirk, wide receiver from the Jacksonville Jaguars, with 27 points. The man posted nine receptions, 105 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. And that second touchdown was oh so sweet. He was left wide open and just walked right into the end zone. Yep. I won. I'm back, baby. And my revenge slash comeback tour has just begun. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it looked good. And I mean, I think we... We said you would win if Jalen Hurts didn't put on a show. I mean, he still put on a show, but it wasn't in Jalen Hurts' form going over 30 points. So, kudos to you. Kudos to you. You got your win. I mean, Christian Kirk, you finally put out again. 
he put out a couple of times. He was hot at the start of the season, and then they went away from him, and then he's been up and down. Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. I blame that on Lawrence. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to you. You got your win. You're, I think, what, are you still a bottom feeder over there, or is Tim no. the bottom feeder? Timmy is the bottom feeder. He didn't win last week. He got tooled. Yeah, well, guess what? He's probably going to get tooled again. Oh, tell him why. Because he's facing the five-time, five-time, five, okay, well, not really five-time, but you the ain't five no in a row right you now. Ain't no five-time champion. He ain't Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> the five in a row, CD's nuts versus tight end Timmy, six and four versus three and seven, number three versus number 10. I'm predicted to win 126 to 116. And here we go. Tua Tagovailoa is on a bye, so I got Kirk Cousins versus Dallas. I'm a little scared about that, but nothing I can do. He's going up against Justin Herbert. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins versus Stefan Diggs. C.D. Lamb versus Deontay Johnson. T. Higgins versus uh, Duvernay. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. No, you said it right. <laughs> it's the wide receiver from Baltimore, right? Baltimore, yep. Uh, Austin Eckler versus Alvin Kamara. Tony Pollard versus Robinson. Now, Tony Pollard might get changed. I might put Foreman in, depending on Zeke. Uh, Foreman's in my flex, but if Zeke plays, I'm probably going to bench Pollard. Why? Pollard's still going to get the majority of the snaps. Because I think It'll be Foreman will have more points. And I think Terry McLaurin will have more points going up against Houston. You should play Terry McLaurin. That's a 100% must play. Yeah. So that is why I'm thinking I'm putting Pollard on the bench. Risky. Risky. Who are you going to bench? Higgins? No, you have to play Higgins because Jamar's not back yet. C.D. Lamb? Obviously not. DeAndre Hopkins? No. So you're benching Pollard? I might play Pollard over Foreman. Baltimore against the run, they're pretty stingy. They suck against the against the pass. Pretty stingy against the run. All right, all right. I'll think about it. Um, uh, Pollard versus uh, Robinson. Comet, uh, he's questionable versus Dalton Schultz. I think Schultz is going to have another great game. Schultz uh, is going to have a big game. There's a there's a reason why I drafted him, but then he got injured, and I said screw it. <laughs> uh, Foreman versus uh, was it Damian Harris? Yeah. And Carson versus Gay, and San Francisco's defense versus Baltimore defense. I still think I have this in the bag. Pretty much, even like if I start Pollard or I start Foreman or Terry McLaurin. Hell, even uh, even maybe uh, DeAndre Carter. Who knows? I'll talk about that later. But Melky, chances. Oh, Timmy's a Timmy's season's about to be over. You're going to be responsible for him not making the playoffs. It's win. It's win or go home for him. And he picked the wrong time to have his best players on bye week. I, I know it's not his fault, but no Kenneth Walker. Uh, who else is he missing? Mozart, Wilson yeah. Jr. Mo- yeah, most. That, well, that's what happens when you pick 
same, the same two players or the same two teammates, you handcuff yourself. He always does that, and that's why he'll never win it again because he just screws himself over with boneheaded decisions like that. I, so, yeah, I think you got this, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts Robinson, and I think I have a bad feeling Robinson's going to have a game. Mm, no, and I'm going to talk about that oh. on Boomer Bust as well. Right. No, I do not think Robinson's going to have a game. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Anyways, Melky. Yes. Who do you have next week? Well, I have the man that you beat up on last week. His name is Mike. You played Mike, right? Uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Oh, a couple weeks ago. Well, you beat up on him. You beat up on everyone. Last, oh. la- last week, or sorry, technically last week would be... Uh, the uh, family gate and oh, i'm about right, to take right, over right. the other it's, family gate right you destroyed family gate two weeks i destroyed mike <laughs> yes so i have mike this week and projections are 124.98 for me and currently him 104.07 he's got a player or two on by as well kyler murray is questionable i'm gonna break down the matchups and you let me know my chances of winning this week. So we got Dak Prescott versus porn star Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, AJ Brown versus Alan Lazard, Chris Olave versus Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, if he's playing, versus Tyler Boyd, the Andre Swift versus Aaron Jones, all world Christian McCaffrey versus Nick Chubb. Tyler Higby versus um, TJ Hawkinson. Zeke Elliott, if he's playing, versus Daryl Henderson. Kickers, we've got Tyler Bass and we've got Evan McPherson. And rounding things off, the Buffalo defense versus the Dallas Cowboys. So, Goody, my friend, my confidant, how do you like my chances this week? Uh, it's pretty good. I mean... Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't trust Jimmy G. Debo Samuels hasn't looked like Debo of last year. Debo I know he's hurt. I know De- Debo uh, got injured. Uh, is he out now? No, he's back. He, he played last week. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, like I said, I know he got injured, so it's gonna take him some time to work out the kinks. But like. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the the savior of that team. La, uh, what did you say, Lazard? Lazard. Alan, Alan Lazard. He's got Al, Alan Lazard. Co- yeah, Cooper, Cooper. and Boyd. I, I just looked up yeah. now. Um, you have the wide receiver. I mean, if Keenan Allen plays, you should do well there. I think AJ Brown will have a game because, uh, I mean, Indy's good, but. I think uh, AJ Brown needs to put a statement game back out there after that pitiful, pitiful performance. Yeah, but he also got hurt. He nicked his uh, his ankle. But yeah, you're right. There was a. I almost shit a brick because I'm like, wow, wow. Hurts can't throw to him now because he's really not playing, and this is gonna come back and bite me in the ass. But thank fucking god, Hurts was mediocre and gave the ball away, and it was a thing of beauty. And we're gonna dive deeper into that matchup just in a little bit but thank fucking god how, how pissed would you have been if aj brown was out for the season 
after that oh, trade. Oh, I think I would have. Oh. You would have heard some smashing and throwing and glass breaking because yeah, oh, uh, that would have been my season. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think you have this. There's not m- much other than Nick Chubb. There's not much I can see Mike's team putting up big numbers uh, against any of the teams that they are playing. Hawkinson, maybe. Dallas's defense uh, showed some true colors last week, but they always play bad against Green Bay. Always yeah, they, play bad against they Green never, Bay. They never, ever fare well out in uh, the tundra. It, Aaron Rodgers just has this hold on them, and not to mention that piece of shit badass wookie looking mike mccarthy hey quick story time let's hear it uh dallas versus green bay i don't know uh playoffs five years ago maybe four years ago i can't remember are you going with the des bryant catch or are you talking about dak prescott almost had them come back and win that game uh, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers bombing it out for like, I don't know, like a 60 yarder and then they won the game with a field goal. Okay, so that was that was Dak Prescott's first season. We were 13 and three, had a yeah. bye and we lost that game. Yeah, yep. I was sitting there watching it with my mom. Dallas scores. I think we were up by what, one or something like that. I don't know if we were up by one or we tied the game. It was one or the other. Yeah, I think it was no. I, I think, think they tied the game. I think they tied the game, so it would have gone to overtime. No, I think we were we were winning. I can't remember if Green Bay scored a touchdown or if they just needed a field goal. No, I know did a field. It was just a field goal. Yeah, he, I know. It, I knew. I know we were winning the game because after it was like under two minutes, Dallas scores. We're up by whatever, and my mom looks at me. She goes, "Okay, well the game's over." I was like. <laughs> You've got to be fucking kidding me. I looked at her and I yelled. I feel bad, but I yelled at her. I said, hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Ma, the meatloaf! Mom, it's Aaron Rodgers, the best two-minute quarterback in the whole entire NFL who can bomb a 60, 70 yard touchdown, no problem. And what does he do? He throws like a 60 yard bomb to like the 30 yard line and they set up for a game winning field goal. And I looked at her, I said, see what you did? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so quick. that was my quick little story time. Thanks, um, Mama Gooby. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you have this in the bag. I know I kind of went off topic there. But, uh, yeah, you, you, I think you have this in the bag because other than Nick Chubb, I don't see much coming out of his team. Maybe Tyler Boyd. Maybe it's his turn to shine. I need this fucking win badly. And because if I beat him, he still is ahead of me. But the records are the same. And it's such a clusterfuck right now in our league because there's a lot of people that are four and six, five and five six and four minus like you alan and um kevin so everything is up for grabs minus tim like tim's pretty much done but every yeah. everyone else they still have a chance so i need this win badly yeah all right well good luck to you and uh, not good luck to you <laughs> why man you want me to beat family gate right ah uh, yeah that's true man i'm not a fan of family gate okay good luck gooby 
<laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my life. And that's the Vikings versus the Bills in a clusterfuck of a fourth quarter. Matt, Melky, did, did you watch this game? Of course I watched this game. Kirk Cousins, 30 of 50, 357, one touchdown, two INTs. Josh Allen, 29 of 43, 330 yards, one TD, two interceptions. These guys were slinging it and my mind was boggled. I was yelling at the TV, screaming, like, what is going on? Freaking out every second of this, like, fourth quarter. And my mom came downstairs. She goes, Cowboys winning or losing? I was like, it's not even the Cowboys game. <laughs> it's the Bills versus Vikings. Melky, what did you think of this game? Yeah, you, you nailed it. This is probably one of the top three games of the season. This felt like a playoff matchup. It had everything. It had high scores. It had blunder after blunder. It had bad ref calls, bad oh, yeah. bad coaching plays. It had everything. Everything you'd want out of a like a high stakes game. I mean, I was invested because I had Tyler Bass in the defense too, right? I felt like I skipped most of the games to watch this because of so much that was going on. Like Dalvin Cook, he had that monster run. He ended up having. 14 carries, 119 yards in the TD, and then Justin Jefferson's catch. Beautiful catch. One-handed grab, man. That was a thing of beauty. With the it, defender over top of him. Exactly. He, Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. Justin Jefferson pulled it in. The catch of his life. It was like a video game. It was like watching a video game. It was just, oh man, my, my jaw dropped to the ground. So, Goobs, a lot of people are talking about this. I want your opinion. I know where you're going to go with this because you have a little biased opinion on this player, but who did it better? Justin Jefferson or OBJ? I, I, I will say once... Before we get into this, uh, the game was 33-30 for the Vikings. The Vikings in, won. In we, did, we didn't say this game was so good that we didn't even need to yeah. talk about the score. Like, we don't care about the score. Like, <laughs> we don't care about the score. We care about three Justin Jefferson catches, the fumble, the, the, the go for it. Anyways, I like the Justin Jefferson catch. I, uh, I, OBJ did it best. But Justin Jefferson, with the defender on top of him, like his, the defender's hands are on the ball. I thought it was an interception. And then Justin Jefferson, with one arm, rips it out of two hands. It was just like an amazing feat of strength just with one arm to rip it out of someone's hands. But yeah, OBJ did it best because like two fingers on the ball, outstretched falling back got pulled like you gotta give it up to obj but justin jefferson is a very very close uh second on 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 all-time catches 
I, I'm still going OBJ. OBJ's was right in the end zone. He had a defender on him too, and he just stretched out with that one hand and grabbed it. It's still the best catch I've ever seen. It probably will be the best catch ever in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else was even Justin Jefferson's uh, last catch right on the goal line? Like that was a hard catch to make too. Falling down, Kirk Cousins throws a bullet. Honestly, I I would never rewatch a football game, but I would rewatch this game. That's how good I thought this game was. Yeah, it was it was a thing of beauty, and it's probably going to be documented as one of the greater games of the NFL. Uh, one more question before we move on: With this loss, are the Bills in trouble? No, the Bills aren't in trouble. The Bills are the Bills. They have the Lord and Savior on their team. They're only going up. They have Naheem Hines. They need to work him in a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, their defense is pretty good. I, I They don't have the injuries. I, not that I know of. So they're healthy. They're good. They're, they're going to be fine. I think jo- Josh Allen needs to stop playing like Brett Favre. And he needs to start playing to win and not be a stat whore. And his coach has to stop massaging his ego and tell him, you need to run the ball more and not you. Use your running backs more because Singletary was having a great game and then they went away from it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's going to shoot him in the foot. And speaking of shooting, being shot in the foot. Let's go over to Dallas. Let's talk Cowboys. Packers, dumbass Mike McCarthy, blew it again. Uh, Rogers got the best of us yet again, 31 to 28 in overtime. He was 14 for 20, 224 passing yards, three TDs. Dak Prescott, 27 for 46, 265, three TDs and two interceptions. CeeDee Lamb had a big game like you alluded to. And Christian Watson, Rookie from Green Bay, four receptions, 107 yards, and three touchdown grabs. What a coming out party. Yeah. And of course, McCarthy blows it by going for it on fourth down instead of taking the field goal and make Green Bay have to go for a touchdown. I'm tired of this guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's living off of that one Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers won for him. Goobs. Do we need to fire this man immediately? I don't know if it's we need to fire him immediately. I mean, the Cowboys were what six and three. We're doing good. I don't know if it's and I I don't know if it's just Prescott or if it's because Zeke's not doing well or you know Dalton Schultz being injured. Uh, we Michael Gallup hasn't really done anything this year. I know he came back from an injury and whatnot, but like he hasn't produced like he did last year and doesn't look like a good wide receiver too. I think he's more of a three at this point. Um, So, I mean, if we got Odell, maybe we could uh, start pulling some games out of our asses. No, I think McCarthy stays. I, I think he's doing all right. Now he needs to go. It's every season since he's been here, he pulls this shit and costs us the game and tries to be slick. He's like, oh, well, if I go for it and, and he gets this fourth down, I look like a genius. He's cost us too many games. 
He needs to go. He's going to be the Achilles. If, even if we get Odell, it doesn't matter. We still have Mike McCarthy calling the shots. Dan Quinn needs to be the head coach. Or we need to wait for Sean Payton next season and grab him. We're not winning because of Mike McCarthy. We're winning in spite of Mike McCarthy. And he really needs to go. He is a cancer for this team. I would never put Dan Quinn out of that defensive coordinator position. Because you put someone else into that scheme. And then I feel like the defense would go downhill. Yeah, but we can't stop the run. So would you rather have... A mind who knows what he's doing, he'd still focus on defense. He would just see almost everything opposed yeah. to some fat ass reject who thinks he knows everything and costs his games time after time after time. He needs to go, man. He needs to go. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Well, I'll, I'll agree to disagree. We had a game in Germany, Munich, and first one of uh of its kind in germany uh, i don't think the nfl has ever played down there tom brady pulled one out of his ass 21 to 16 against the seahawks brady put up 22 out of 29 258 yards two touchdowns one int leonard Fournette tried to throw a pass that didn't happen he <laughs> threw an interception <laughs> dummy yeah yeah don't don't let running backs throw. It's not it's not how that works. They run, Spe- especially ones that are chunky. Yeah, <laughs> Geno Smith, twenty three to thirty three, two hundred and seventy five yards, two touchdowns. I mean, this game for a low scoring game was a good game, and I, I'm glad that uh, the NFL is expanding out in Europe. I know they play a few games uh, in England. So I'm glad that they're expanding outside of England, now in Germany. Uh, And it was a good game to have. 21-16, the Germans got to see the greatest of all time play against Geno Smith. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Geno's been rolling though, so they actually got a... They got bank for their buck. Yeah, so it, it was a good game. All in all, it wasn't like spectacular, but it's good good for Tampa. I mean, they're 5-5 five and five now, uh, so maybe they can try to make the playoffs. Who knows? Melky, do, do you think they make it? They have the playoff spot. They have the division. They're going to make the playoffs. But what I loved about this game, I loved the fans chanting and singing. It felt like watching a soccer game. John Denver as one. This uh, is awesome. This is literally happening. Listen to this. Like a soccer matchup. It was was actually quite mesmerizing just seeing them invested in this and all the different NFL jerseys and everybody's like in arms and singing and swaying. It was a great atmosphere game. And you're right. They need to do this more. And hopefully this is the start of going all over Europe and not just England. Hopefully they can start coming back to Canada. Uh, maybe. Hey man, I would love to see the Lord and Savior. Just go to Buffalo. I want to go to Buffalo. <laughs> I want to become Toronto. Well, let's stick with games in the U.S. Well, movie. Hold on, hold on. Is this the I, I told you so? I told you so segment. This is the I told you so segment. Ooh, that brother's falling in the air. How could his hands do this? Oh, someone get him out the air. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> We're going with probably the biggest game, the biggest story of week 10. And that's the Eagles are perfect no more. They lost 32 to 21 to those commandos. <laughs> Taylor Heineke, 17 for 29, 211 yards, a pick. Jalen Hurts, pedestrian. No, I wouldn't say pedestrian. Mediocre. Mediocre numbers. 17 to 26. Bucked 75. Two touchdowns and an INT as well. Brian Robertson and Antonio Gibson, they shared the backfield and they were both great, both with touchdowns. Gibson had 86 yards rushing and Robinson, sorry, Robinson had 86 yards rushing and Gibson had 44 rushing yards and 14 reception yards. Kez Watkins fumbled and cost the Eagles the game. Goddard also went down with a shoulder injury and he is now on the IR. So Goobs. Stop. Were the Eagles exposed on Monday? I don't know if they were exposed or if they just like got lost in what Jalen Hurts comments when he said, oh, I was perfect going in college and then I lost in the Rose Bowl or whatever, right? Like it was just that climactic ending to everything that's happening you know hurts saying that you know everybody's on the eagles like are they gonna go perfect i think we talked about a couple pod podcasts ago um that they were gonna go that they weren't gonna go perfect and we all saw this one coming i mean i did i called it i said (laughs) washington was gonna win i placed a bet on it that washington was gonna win it was a toonie bet it's official not even toonie bet i placed real bets oh yeah you did you're right you're right i i did i did it was just it was that gut that gut feeling that i had that wash or uh the eagles were just gonna overlook washington and washington's been playing pretty good in the past like few few weeks so I wouldn't overlook them and look what they did. They 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 beat the perfect Philadelphia Eagles and they kind of showed that you can run through them. You may not be able to pass over them, but you can run through them. Yeah, they're beatable. The the armor's been um, been dented. Oh, that's a lesson for the rest of the NFL. The Eagles aren't perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, that was week 10 recap and highlights let's move on to a not so perfect division it's the afc west bulletin gooby's favorite division this is my yawn division (laughs) and rightfully so let's start start with the standings here uh casey chiefs of course seven and two Nobody dismisses that. They're they're the Chiefs. Hail to the Chiefs. The LA Chargers five and four. The Denver Broncos three and six. (laughs) And last but not least, the Las Vegas Raiders at two and seven. (laughs) PU. Now, KC defeated Jacksonville. 27 to 17. My homeboy went 26 for 35, 331 yards, four TDs, and an INT. His counterpart, Mr. Lawrence, 29 for 40, 259 yards, and two touchdown passes. 
Well, you already know what Christian Kirk did. He had nine receptions, 105 yards, two touchdowns, his best game of the season. And newly appointed running back Pacheco, 16 carries, 82 yards. And that was about it. Didn't score. He hasn't scored yet, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is riding the pine. Yeah. Thank God. (laughs) I feel sorry for Jacksonville because they had no chance. But I think Lawrence is going to look forward to his new weapon, his new toy, and Calvin Ridley next year. And maybe they'll have a fighter's a fighting chance next season. But for now, no. And again, all hail the Chiefs. What did the Chargers do, Gooby? Oh, uh, okay. Well, the Chargers, they lost. Uh, my buddy was at that game from work. He uh, told me it was fantastic. He's a Niners fan. Nice. So uh, t- they lost to the Niners 22-16. to 16. Justin Herbert, 21-35, 196 yards, one touchdown, one INT. That's your boy over there saying he's I ain't dead. Herbert's fan anymore. I don't have him on my team, so I, <laughs> I could care less what he does. <laughs> you were a Herbert stan. Huge. Huge. He was. I almost liked him as much as Brady, and then I didn't get to draft him because tight end Timmy jumped in on that. So now he means nothing to me. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 19-28, 240 yards. Uh, Eli Mitchell mm-hmm. taking 18 carries. 89 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 14 carries. Melky. Are you a little worried? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit during fantasy talk, but are you are you a little worried? No, I mean, sorry, that's a lie. Yes, I'm a little worried, but McCaffrey does so much. He catches the ball too. He can obviously throw a touchdown. He's proven that. Shanahan wants to work Mitchell in because what's wrong with having one more weapon? But okay. I, I think McCaffrey will be fine. Okay, I'm, I'm. I dropped Mitchell. I probably shouldn't have, but at the same time, I didn't. I don't think anybody saw this coming, splitting the carries that much and actually out carrying Christian McCaffrey. Uh, in the end, I mean, they both touched the ball the same amount of times because Christian McCaffrey had four receptions. But uh, yeah, the Chargers, man, are, are, are they just starting to fall apart without their two weapons and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen? It's hard to maintain... Uh your offensive uh, prowess when you your two biggest guns are not there. Yeah. Williams and, and Allen are maybe top 20 receivers. Yeah. Maybe. Or one or the other could be no. in there. Like Williams uh, Williams uh, is great. I Allen would put is, Williams as, as a 20 and Keenan yeah. Allen probably like around... 25, 30? No. I'd put Keenan Allen above Mike Williams. Uh, I think Williams is coming into his own. Allen is getting a little older. Either way, they're they're both fantastic wide receivers, and he doesn't have them to work with. So yeah, that's going to be very difficult to to score. And when you can, like Austin Austin Eckler can't do everything. Yeah. So no. they they basically have to suit up and go out there with the guys they have and hope for the best. And Eckler didn't do everything. He only scored what like nine points in fantasy for me. So yeah, he had a bad game. Yeah. Yeah, but I still won. That's okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, uh, Melky, talk about the snooze fest while I pass out over here. <laughs> Will do. Uh, we're talking bad games here, and look no further than the Denver Broncos, and they lose again to the Titans, seventeen to ten. 
Let's ride what Russell Wilson went 21 for 42, 286 yards, a touchdown, and an INT. Or his counterpart, Tannehill, 19 for 36, 255, and two touchdowns. Derrick Henry did really nothing, only 53 yards, and that was about it. It was a defensive game. It was a boring-ass game, and the Broncos lose yet again. So, sucka! Their season's pretty much over, and their next opponent is the Raiders. (laughs) I want to give it up, though. Uh, Nick Westbrook. Five receptions, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Who the fuck is this, bro? Pretty good for uh, for for West Westbrook. I mean, Traylon uh, Traylon Burks came back finally. Yeah. My 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 uh, my rookie tic tac toe. Yeah, he's done nothing. <laughs> we haven't talked about it because no one's won a square in a long time. Yeah, they're so, bums. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, Titans are looking good and. I mean, they're one star receiver away from going deep in the playoffs. Well, you know what? Maybe Traylon stays healthy and we get to see what he can actually do now that he's yeah. back. Yeah. All well, right, Coops, round it off for us. All right. Rounding it off uh, next year. F1 is going to Las Vegas. <laughs> and I really, really wanted to go. Watch the race. Maybe a Raiders game. But now I'm like, I don't even really want to watch a Raiders game. Two and seven. They just lost to the Colts 25 to 20. Matt Ryan, 21 of 28, 222 yards, one touchdown. Derek Carr, 24, 38, 248 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, 21 carries, 78 yards and a touchdown. And Devontae Adams, I mean... He, this guy's trying to put this whole team on his shoulders. Nine, nine receptions, 126 yards, one touchdown. Mel, these are pretty good numbers. But why are the Raiders just losing? Is it their defense or is it play calling? Both. Defense is non-existent. Play calling obviously isn't correct. And they lost to a team where Jeff Saturday, the new head coach who has one other coaching experience, one other game that he's coached in high school, Yep. And he beat them. Yeah. He beat them with a Colts team that's basically unraveling before before our eyes. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor actually showed up. Yes, he did. 147 yards and a touchdown. That's the Jonathan Taylor we expect. And Matt Ryan returns after being benched for how long? How many games? I think it was two games. Might have been longer. Maybe Might. three. Uh, I, think three he, I think he got benched in the three games ago. And okay didn't play the last two okay okay fair enough still he was benching now he's back rookie head coach who has no coaching experience he's now two and oh officially Ooh. uh yeah no the raiders I, I don't know what's going over there going on over there in las vegas but they're a mess and the gm pumping um the coach's tires saying he's doing a great job that's a <laughs> fucking lie and not to mention did you see Carr's press conference yeah, he was uh, he was in tears. Yeah, it looked like the soul's been sucked out of him. He's I mean, old. He's done. He like he. How much more can he give? And he and he he's putting up okay numbers. So I, I agree with him. Like it, it, it's uh, there's there's got to be a change at some point. Oh, there's going to be big changes I think in the off season, but we don't care because we don't cheer for that division. 
Sucks to be a Raiders fan. Sucks to be a Broncos fan. Chargers, get your shit together. And all hail the Chiefs. All right, all right. So let's flip the switch. That's not how you end a news bulletin. Okay, how do you end? That's your AFC West bulletin dedicated to Kevin. Let's flip the switch from two teams that uh, aren't going to make the playoffs to a bunch of teams that are going to make the playoffs. And we're going to talk in and out teams that are in at the moment and teams that we think are going to fall off near the end of the season and not make the playoffs. So, Melky, I'm going to take the NFC, if that's okay with you. Go for it. And I'm going to list off the seven teams that are in right now. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss what, uh, what we think. Eagles are number one. Vikings are number two. Seattle Seahawks are number three. Tampa Bay is number four. The Giants, fuck me, are number <laughs> five. Dallas, six. And the Niners, seven. Okay? Shocking. Eagles, first in the NFC. Vikings first in the, uh, or sorry, NFC East. Vikings first in the North. Seahawks first in the West. And Bucks first in the South. We got three teams from the NFC East in the playoffs. Melky, are they staying there? Because I think at the moment, the way this is looking, I don't think it changed. I don't think it changes at all. I, I agree with you. I think all seven of these teams make the playoffs, except the division leader switched. What? 49ers are going to are going to win the N- uh, NFC West. Seattle is going to be relegated to a wildcard team, which sucks because as of right now, the Cowboys would play Seattle if uh, the season ended uh, today. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, it's going to be a switcheroo and the Seahawks will have a wildcard spot. The only other thing scenario I can see is maybe, maybe, and this is slim, the Green Bay Packers catching one of these wildcard teams, but they looked so awful. I can't see it happening. But my only change is 49ers with the West, winning the West, and Seattle taking the wildcard spot. I want to check something right now. The Washington Commanders, have they played Seattle? Or they don't play Seattle, do they? I don't think they play Seattle. They don't. But they play Houston this week. Houston's terrible. If Washington wins, they become six and five. Mm-hmm. If Seattle's on a bye right now, I mean, Not- if the Niners lose against the Cards, that puts Washington in that wild card spot. That's four teams from one division, bro. Yeah, that can happen. But there's still a lot of NFL left. 49ers have they're too good of a team to miss the playoffs. Seattle's been a great story, a great Cinderella story. I still think they'll make the playoffs. I just don't think they'll win the West. Yeah, uh, and that's not me saying that Washington's gonna make the playoffs, but I mean, they're playing pretty good right now. Uh, I'm gonna switch it on you, and I think that the Cardinals can make a run into the playoffs with DeAndre Hopkins coming back and uh, that defense is playing pretty well right now. If they beat the Niners, man, I, I think they could 
they could take that spot. Yeah, but I don't trust Kyler Murray, and he's hurt right now, so no. They have a lot of work to do. They they should probably fire uh, Kingsbury because it's not working out. I just don't think Murray can lead a team right now. He's too immature. Okay, okay. All right, Mel, talk AFC. AFC standing. So you got the Chiefs, and number one, of course. Then it's the surprising Miami Dolphins. Crazy, I don't think right? that's a surprise. Leading the division, it's a surprise. I said they would make the playoffs, but I did not think they would be running the division right now. And then we have, is it the Ravens at six and three, or is it the Titans? Uh, Titans, uh, six and three. Titans at six and three, and then rounding off the North is the Ravens. And our, the wild card teams, we got the New York Jets the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. So we have four teams from the AFC East right now in the playoffs. But sadly, two of them won't be there come the end of the regular season. (laughs) The Jets and the Patriots will lose their spots by the end and they'll be replaced by Cincinnati and LA. Uh, I'm gonna beg to differ. Jets are going to stay Nope In the playoff spot They're going to get the last wild card spot I think the Chargers Don't have it in them With the injuries To make the playoffs I think the Bengals Once they get Jamar Chase back They'll start to pump up the pressure Two weeks Yeah, they'll start to pump up the pressure And I mean they got an easy game Against the Steelers this week yeah, I think I think the Jets are gonna drop to seven. I think the Bengals will probably take six, and the Bills will be in the fifth wild in the wild card spot. Yeah, it's it's hard to say, but the way the Chargers are playing right now, it's 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 it's, it's really hard to say that they're gonna make the playoffs. They have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams coming back. And Mike Williams, for sure, is coming back in two weeks. Keenan Allen is always like week to week. They just know how to win. That team will get it together. I don't trust the Jets. Plus, all those teams in the AFC East have to play each other. So somebody's losing and somebody's dropping out. I don't trust the Jets after losing uh, Brees Hall. And the Patriots, yeah, their defense is all world, but they don't score. So... Bengals are too good of a team not to make the playoffs. The same with the Chargers. I like those two teams better. Maybe next year the Jets can make the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe. Well, the Jets play the Patriots. Yes. Uh, I think they win that. The Jets play the Bears. I think they win that. The uh, Jets... Don't dismiss the Bears. I, I know. I'm not dismissing the Bears, but I still think they win that. The Jets lose to the Vikings. I think the Jets will lose to the Bills because it's in Buffalo. The Jets beat the Lions. Jets beat the Jags. Jets, I think, beat Seahawks. And I think Mm -hmm. the Jets lose to the Dolphins. I think the Jets lose to the Seahawks. And I also think the Jags, where's that game? The Jacksonville game. In New York. I think Jacksonville can pull (laughs) up an upset. I'm sorry. like If they had Brees Hall, I would 100% be on the Jets and say, yeah. They're getting in the playoffs. I don't trust Carter. I don't trust Robinson. I don't trust the Mill Hunter, even though I love his style. 
Yeah. The MILF Hunter. Yeah. I don't trust him. I think I'm going to get, uh, get a custom made MILF Hunter jersey. I think you and I should both do that. <laughs> but I just I just don't have faith in them. I have faith in their defense. Sauce Gardner and everybody else that's out there, they're all world. That's a, that's a defense you don't want to play against. Losing Brees Hall killed their chances. I, I think you're going to start to see them fall off very shortly. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we got our different opinions. We'll see when it comes playoff time. But uh, yeah, at the moment, everybody, that's how it stands. And we'll see who's right and who's wrong come week, what, 18, 17? 18. Yeah, by 17, we'll know. Yes, yes. Okay, well... Moving on, it's time for Gooby's favorite pastime on the toilet. It's Boomer Bust. And this week, I'm going to kick it off with Allen Robinson. And he's a bust. He had six targets, four receptions, and 44 yards. With Cooper Cup out, Robinson is the new number one wideout. His first shift starts Sunday against the New Orleans New Orleans Saints, whose defense ranks 28th overall. AR has struggled mightily to find a rapport with QB Matthew Stafford. Look for that trend to continue. Higby, Jefferson, Showrunk, or Sh- what's his name? Showrunk, that blonde hair guy that looks like Thor. I'm terrible with names, so. Stupid. I think it's Shore, Shore Rick or whatever. What? I don't care. Fuck LA. have their volumes increased to pick up the slack of cup being out don't heavily invest in robinson okay i agree and i'll tell you why i agree because i'm going with van jefferson (laughs) with cooper cup needing ankle surgery i doubt the three and six rams will play him again this year so with that I'm going to label Van Jefferson as a boom. Stafford has to look for another target, and I think it's going to be Jefferson. Jefferson had 800 yards last year and six touchdowns. He's played with Stafford already. He knows Stafford's ability. Robinson just came into this team. He's not ready for this yet. Now, that being said, it's 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 hard to say that he's going to be a, uh, a wide receiver one. But I think if you're in a three wide receiver league, you can put him as your two or your three and be okay with it. There might be a couple weeks where Van Jefferson will do well and then he's going to drop because he's doing well. And I think that's when maybe you start Robinson. But for the foreseeable future, I think Van Jefferson this year will be a great wide receiver two, wide receiver three in your lineup. Melky, what do you think? Yeah, he's a boom in my book too. He's the deep ball threat. He's familiar with um, Matthew Stafford. They have a rapport. And I think you said it perfectly. The the ball's gonna be spread. Yep. It's going to be spread. It's not gonna be one guy heavily relied on. Robinson should be that guy, but for whatever reason, it's not working. So Van Jefferson's targets are going to increase. So look for that. He's going to be a great flex or wide receiver three if you have a deep wide receiver league. So I would I would risk Jefferson over Robinson. Okay. Now I'm going to take this one and I'm going to go with DeAndre Carter 
out of uh, Los Angeles. Carter looked good last week with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen out, racking up four receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown, nabbing you around 14 fantasy points. With no word on Allen or Williams, Carter could be a great pickup to add to your starting lineup this week if those two do not play. And I repeat, if those two do not play, if one of them plays, he's probably gonna be a good flex player, but nothing else. If one, because I mean, they're gonna double team Allen or Williams. I'm gonna label Carter as a boom, pending the status of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. He's a bust no matter what. You know why? Because he's also hurt. He fucked his rib up. So he also is limited this week in practice. If Keenan Allen comes back, Palmer goes number two. He goes number three. He's still usable, but he might not play himself. And then the following week when Mike Williams comes back, he's going to be the forgotten man. So he's just a bust, a messy one at that. So don't even bother. He had one lucky week. I think he had two, did he not? He had two good weeks. No, he had one really good week, and then the other one was so-so. Okay, okay. All right. Rounding it off? Yeah, Melk, round it off for me, please. All right, we're going to the sorry excuse of a team called the Las Vegas Raiders. Rude! And the one bright spot on that team, tight end Foster Moreau. He's a boom. Big boom. Four targets, three receptions, 43 receiving yards, and a touchdown last week. With Waller on the IR, Moreau once again served as the Raiders' top tight end. He's caught multiple passes in six straight games. This trend will continue as he figures he figures to have a larger role in the offensive in the offensive scheme against the Broncos. He's a big target. He's great in the red zone. And look for Carr to use him more often now that we know Waller is gone for the next four weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, uh, Devontae Adams can't do it all by himself. They're going to have to start giving the ball to somebody else. And yeah, I think that's a good pick. Good pick. It showed last year, too, when Waller was hurt. This man can actually do put up some points and he's a valuable commodity. So why not do it again? All right, all right. We always end the uh, podcast with Toonie Bets. And uh, I'm going to go with my Toonie Bet this week. And it's not a New York team, unfortunately. Shocker. But I'm going to go with an upset. I'm going to say the Cowboys over the Vikings. I think the Cowboys defense is going to rattle Kirk Cousins. And we all know what happens when Kirk Cousins gets rattled. He doesn't play very well. He makes some mistakes. He starts throwing some interceptions. I think there's going to be a pick six involved. He also doesn't dance. Yeah. (laughs) But if Dalvin Cook runs it through us, there's going to be a problem. But I'm going to say Cowboys over Vikings. I'm going to say 24 to 14. That was low score. Okay. Low score. I agree with you on the upset. I think the Vikings are going to be... They're going to have that hangover after beating the Bills. They're on a high right now. This uh, this is a must win, I think, for the Cowboys if they want to stay in contention for the uh, NFC East. Cousins is 2-8 and eight all-time against Dallas. Minnie is 26th uh, in um, passing yards, so that bodes well for um, CD, Gallup, maybe Noah Brown, Schultz. I think Schultz is going to have a monster game. 
And it's time to knock Kirk Cousins down a few pegs. So, yeah, Dallas is prime to uh, make a statement. They always play well in Minnesota. The last few years, they've won with their backs against the wall. And McCarthy better fucking call a proper game or I'm going to lose it. Ah! All right. Mel, what is your tuning bet? So you went with uh, a team from the NFC East. I went for a team in the AFC East, and it's the battle of the teams that have a wild card spot. I've got the Patriots over the Jets. Big division game. First time in a while people give a shit about this, these two teams because they're actually winning. It's home cooking for um, New England. Battle of the top defenses. I like Bill Belichick better because he's just been around the block more and has more experience. And what does he know best, Gooby? Football. Defense. Oh, okay. Bill Belichick knows defense, but you were close. And again, I've said this a million times. No Brees Hall, no fucking chance. This is a huge wildcard implication, and I like New England to rough up those young New York Jets. Not a chance. Uh, double down. Double down. Let's do it. Yeah, well, here we go. This is going to be like a, a part of the segment now, and I'm going to double down on this. Uh, I, I think the Jets defense is going to scramble Mac Jones and make him run out of the pocket, which Mac Jones does not like to do. He's a very pocket quarterback. And uh, I, I think um, I think Sauce has a good game this week. Sauce might have a good game, but the Patriots still prevail. We'll see. We shall. that's a wrap gooby we are done for the week i want to thank you sir for calling the wrong plays with me as always al jefe check out his new leafs edition podcast with ba shout out to the mustard boys na30 and most of all all you fans we appreciate each and every one of you goobs do you have anything you want to add yeah, I don't appreciate the uh, the Eagle fans or the Giant fans or the Commander fans. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I do appreciate all of you guys uh, for listening, watching, viewing, subscribing, whatever you guys, however you guys take this in. I appreciate you guys listening listening to us talk our nonsense. I mean, I've been talking Jets for the past what five weeks now. So, yeah, you've been riding on the Jets' dick for a while. So I'm pretty sure you guys are uh, tired of it, but I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have any kind of viewership. So, yeah, this is because of you. So thank you very much. Very well said, Gooby. Uh, dude, the Titans are playing the Packers on Thursday. I hope Tennessee turns that liar Aaron Rodgers into cream cheese. Fuck that guy. Well, I, I think Tennessee wins because, like, they're fighting for that playoff spot to keep the playoff spot. They need a they need a win to kind of just to feel comfortable. So, well, that division is hot garbage, so I, I think they're pretty comfortable as it is. True. All right. Well, we are finished, just like the Raider season and the Broncos season. Boom. Bye. In 